Hey, welcome to Hacks. It's a tech podcast. And because we're a little bit strapped for time this week, it is another mini-sode. However, I predict it will be a mini-sode filled with incident. Uh, I'm joined by Rosemary. Hey, everyone. And I'm also joined by Rob. Hey, everyone. I'm so glad to be here today. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, always. It's <laughs> the best part of my week. God, you can't see his puppy dog face, everyone, but he really is happy to be here. <laughs> and we're sorry that Morale's not with us today because she's uh, has a has a job, basically. <laughs> I have a job too. You don't see me, bitch. I have a job. <laughs> I was here. I made an effort. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, one of the reasons this is a, a, a mini so today, it's not just because uh, uh, Morale's not here. It's also because we want. This is sort of a callback episode, which. I didn't feel like spending a, a whole 45 minutes on, but I do think it was it was worth checking back on a subject from a previous episode. Now, the hack stands. We haven't really come up with a name for our fan base yet. <laughs> Maybe it's premature. The, all, uh, all seven the, of them, yeah. All seven of them or whatever? <laughs> Don't give um, away the download numbers. You mean 7,000. <laughs> 7,000. Did I hear 70,000? <laughs> whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll have to come up with a name for you a lot later. But uh, way back in episode three, we did our first field report where we went to a, an advi- a public advisory meeting for Sidewalk Labs, which is a smart city initiative here in Toronto. If you don't know what we're talking about at all, stop listening. Go back to episode three. It was a good one. Uh, we, we touched on everything that was kind of interesting, but also kind of troubling about this whole project. And what we noticed when we went to this public consultation was there wasn't a lot of talk about what people actually wanted to talk about, which was data privacy and data governance. Basically, uh, when they build this smart city initiative with, um, you know, cameras and sensors uh, built around it because it is meant to be, you know, this highly technologized space and, you know, Google is involved, or rather their sister slash parent company, Alphabet, is involved. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of concerns about what are they recording, who gets to, who gets ownership of this data and what is the data, blah, 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 but they didn't have any details. So this has been percolating ever since we recorded that episode and, um, two things have happened. One, uh, the people who find people over at Sidewalk Labs have had this public, uh, this very public campaign to assure everyone that actually this is going to be totally fine. Uh, they've released this long document sort of explaining, or they think explaining sufficiently, uh, what their data governance policy is going to be like. And they've also released a podcast to go along with it, which Rosemary, I know that you and Rob both listened to, and we'll get to that in a moment. Um, however, uh, at the same time, at least two members of their advisory board have resigned separately. And one of them, I wanted to quote them here. One of them is uh, Ontario's former privacy commissioner, and um, her name is Anne Kavukian. I'm just going to quote here from the Bloomberg report. Anne Kavukian says she stepped down from Google sister company Sidewalk Labs on Friday following a meeting earlier in the week when the organization said it could not guarantee people's personal information would be protected. She says a crucial feature of her privacy framework is that when personal information is collected by surveillance cameras and sensors, any personally identifying data is removed or, quote, anonymized immediately. Anyway, she goes on to say that her personal standards were not satisfied, so she walked. So clearly, there's been a... And a lot of these announcements are coming within, like, 24 hours of each other, so it's, like, really, really mixed signals. But uh, y'all did what I couldn't bear to, and you actually listened 
to this unbearable sounding podcast they released. So please, Rosemary, tell me all about it so I never have to think about it again. Yeah, so the podcast is called City of the Future, and uh, it's episode two. Um, I did. That's presumptuous. <laughs> well, it's true. Uh, episode one, I, I listened to, but I realized that I kind of zoned out, um, so didn't hear it. Uh, and, you know, I was doing other stuff. So um, this time around, I made an effort, um, and I realized, you know, it's incredibly bland, which is why... Um, I couldn't really focus on it the, the first time. So they start off this episode with these kind of news reports about weather events. And basically, they kind of say, weather, wow, guys, can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, great news hook. Anyways, they go on to talk about modular, <laughs> modular pavement. And um, they modular pavement as is an innovation that's proposed for the Toronto uh, site. And... Um, they talk about the fact that weather events uh, drain better with modular pavement. And then they go on to talk about Houston, and they say, there's too much pavement in Houston, hence they had flooding in these weather events. And they have the gall to, to talk about this for minutes at a time. They, nowhere do they mention climate change. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But it's all in this incredibly kind of like something you said, Rob, was like this kind of um, late capitalist. What was the music? It's like accordion music or. Yeah. No, no. It's like the if you watch any like launch video for a tech company, it has that like plinkety plink kind of fun whimsical that music. Kind of like twee. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, or maybe yeah. there's a ukulele or something. It's really just the beginning. There is so much else that our pavement could be doing. Like what? Well, that's what we're talking about in this episode. Uh, so, for that reason, Rosemary, I completely disagree with your review. I think this is a delightful <laughs> podcast. If if you, you have ever think every podcast well, is delightful. Well, let, let me just yeah, let me let me just finish. Is that it's oh, just please, please. it's just that it's just this total sleight of hand, this kind of bland deceptiveness about the actual issues at time or at hand, or in, or in other words, it's just totally depoliticize and decontextualize uh, as if innovation was was good in itself and there's no need to address the the, the wider context and this is exactly what Toronto's uh, grappling with which I think you had something to say Rob about that yes that this podcast on one hand is very boring but on the other hand is very listenable like you this entire the whole episode that we're talking about of this podcast, 20 of the longest minutes you will experience in your entire life. <laughs> it's all about modular concrete, which means concrete that comes in little squares. And those are cross-laminated. Uh, yeah. Can you explain what that means? Like, what does it mean to have a cross-laminated piece of wood? So, laminating. And so, if you want to make a road out of modular concrete, instead of paving the whole thing with, like, one sheet of asphalt, you just put down your little squares. But they're octagonal. Excuse me, Rosemary. <laughs> They're hexagons, <laughs> six-sided. And if you had actually listened intently to the podcast, you would know that they are hexagons because that's uh, what honeycombs look like. And hexagons are, quote, the strongest shapes. That's not possibly that, true. That is true. That was told to me by a host of City of the Future, the podcast. And I, they, they know their shit about concrete, pavement, asphalt, because 
there are two hosts. One of them is a plinkety plink, um, fresh J school graduate lady who is very enthusiastic and wants to really get to the bottom of all these stories. The other host has a secret weapon for this episode, which is that he wrote a book. Simon, you're going to love this. He wrote a book on the first road constructed in America. Fuck off. <laughs> God damn it. And the actual hook of the episode is asphalt, which is what we pave our roads with now, was created in 1876. And that was the technology of the 19th century. What if we built our roads with the best technology of the 21st century? What? Yeah. So you can already see like the the alphabet way of doing things, right? It's like we have solutions that are in search of a problem. Like we've been using okay. asphalt since 1876 because it fucking works. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, hold yeah. on, hold on. Yeah. I, have a, I have a free ad idea for them, okay? <laughs> free ad idea. Um, a hexagonal... Um, uh, a hexagonal chunk of modular sidewalk walks up to an old square chunk of asphalt <laughs> and just says, do you even lift, bro? Wow. Great. That's free, guys. That's free. Resonant. I love it. Um, but this this podcast, like, they are truly pulling out all the stops. We've talked about the music choices. They've like totally nailed the WBEZ studios yeah. sort of like post This American Life soundscape. Sidewalk Labs flew a reporter to France to check out all the cool uh, pavement technology that they're using there. And they got audio of it. Like it is full court press. They're right? living, living the dream, the tech dream. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Pavement defines the identity of a place. It makes a difference. I think most people view pavement as something that's really mundane. But then when you think about your favorite cities, most people do remember the pavement. Every episode sends you out on a high note. So episode two ends with sort of a reverie, I would say, from one of the Sidewalk Labs pavement designers, one of the Sidewalk Labs pavement designers, talking about what happens if we have these modular um, uh, pavement tiles, but they also have like video screens in them so that when you're walking down the street, you are, this is an actual paraphrase, you are creating a visual poem as you walk with the colors that spread out from your footsteps. So, guys, I want you to imagine the typical listener of this podcast who is, like, fucking blown away by these ideas, right? Like, these you've all met these people, right? They're, like, so naive. They love CityLab.com, whatever that blog is. They have attended events that are called Wonk Proms. Like, they love this shit. They love this shit. And this, they, these are the people that Sidewalk Labs are trying to court, right? Like, because they're the people who are primed for all of these ideas. I totally disagree with you. They're just totally underestimating the intelligence of everyone. And it's just so incredibly bland PR exercise that they just count on, on people not really even listening. Rosemary, you missed the, the lead of the first episode, which was an architect who had a life-changing experience when he, and who fucking does this, but he decided to take his 10-year-old <laughs> son on a one-year kayaking trip across the world, and he wanted to kayak on all seven continents. And he had his formative moment in his life was he was kayaking in Antarctica with his son. Again, do not do this if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> it's so dangerous. But they were they were kayaking past this ice shelf and they saw the entire ice shelf like detached from the glacier fall into the ocean. And he's like, 
as an architect, I can no longer support concrete. So now I'm only going to build skyscrapers with wood. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Yes. You did. No one did the homework on this. This podcast is amazing. No, I told you I listened to the Mass Timber episode and I retained none of it because, because it was so boring. That is a shame. That is a shame. Right. It's, it's like the podcast equivalent of a Bella Tar film. Like yeah. you just need to be glued to the screen yeah. or you're going to forget what the fuck happened. But it's I mean, great. I don't know. What I find just hilarious is there's just this immense disconnect between every aspect of their presentation and the fact that their their advisory board is completely falling apart. Like this should have been a slam dunk. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I mean, I know that um they've been sort of shedding advisors over all this data governance stuff. Um, but I hope that there's other gossip and rumor, uh, other reasons that people are leaving, uh, Simon, that you may have dug up. But um, I, I think the major thing that's happened recently is this um, uh, data governance plan or like vision of a plan that they've brought out now. Um, way back in episode three, when we first talked about Sidewalk Labs, um, our conclusion was, you know, it, it's fine to show people pictures of like high tech canopies that come off of the buildings that like, you know, reduce exposure you know, people walking in the street, whatever. Which but, they mention in every possible thing yeah, that they can. And the, the technical term is raincoats for buildings. We should note that. Which is weird. It's like a building condom or something. It makes me very <laughs> uncomfortable. You know what? I had the exact same thought just <laughs> yes. then. So Okay, good. Um, and that, uh, that concept sketch also adorns every one of their blog posts. So you can read about their like wonderful plans for like hoovering up your data, but then be reminded of like, oh, but retractable canopies. Um <laughs> So yeah, they actually they actually roll up your data as they go back <laughs> yeah. after a storm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, maybe we should just summarize what's in this this plan to um, you know deal with all the data that they're passively collecting about people who walk through this neighborhood that they're building in Toronto. Um, four points that they've brought out. The first one is that no one has a right to the information that they collect. Um, the urban data, and they call it urban data because they want to get away from the idea that they're um, collecting data specifically to target you for advertising. What they call urban data is stuff that will help with like uh, improving the built form or climate related data, stuff like that that's sort of in the public interest. So it should, should um, be called citizen data, perhaps, right? Except that that's ooh, too, I like citizen too, data. Too, well, too actually, we're getting to citizen blank blank soon. So they did they did think about that ahead of time. Uh-huh. Um, they also they also want all people uh, or entities who are interested in getting that data to like apply to use it and present like proper documentation about how that data will be used and like shepherded and housed. Um, and uh, those applications won't be going to Sidewalk Labs. Sidewalk Labs is saying we don't own any of this data. Instead, it's going to be controlled by uh, what's called um, uh, Civic Data Trust, which is a very official sounding title, um, mm -hmm. which will be uh, comprised of like, um, it's a board, basically, people from Sidewalk Labs, people from the City of Toronto, people from Waterfront Toronto, and maybe some citizens. They haven't actually released. And one robot. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually making all the decisions. Um, and, uh, you know, there's some other boring stuff in their uh, governance model. But the main takeaway is that um, they want to make all of this data publicly available, uh, in theory, publicly available, uh, anonymized, um, and that people, uh, any entity, private, uh, public, whatever, researchers, um, are able to apply to use that data. So that's sort of the overview. That's the, the version that they put up there. 
That sounds pretty good, Rob. Why would anyone want to resign over that? Well, let's take a tour. Uh, so <laughs> um, what Sidewalk Labs said is that um, all of the personal information will be scrubbed from this data, right? So you're walking through um, Keyside Village or whatever it's going to be called. Um, PepsiCo presents Keyside Village. <laughs> and um, uh, as you walk, right, your maybe your footsteps generate a uh, some sort of data pattern that's stored uh, using these smart concrete sidewalks. Um, that data is immediately going to be captured in some database somewhere. Um, maybe the system knows your name because it realized that you know the footsteps are associated with a cell phone that's close to the footsteps, and oh, that cell phone has a name associated to it. So the name will be removed immediately um, and stored in this sort of third-party database um, to which access is controlled by this civic trust board. So all of that is like fine on the surface, but um, just removing names, phone numbers, email addresses from data doesn't make it anonymous, right? Like no, the course. way that I, my gate, right, is not the same as Rosemary's, not the same as Simon's, not the same as Elon Musk's, whatever. Elon Musk has a fucking powerful gate, <laughs> way more powerful than either of us. And so, you know, th there's a possibility that you could identify people through something as innocent sounding as that, right? Um, that's not really captured uh, in this governance framework. Um, uh, as well, there's the idea of encrypting or anonymizing data at the source. So the way that Sidewalk Labs has set it up is that um, whatever data they collect in this neighborhood is being put uh, into their servers. Um, the the de-anonymization is happening somewhere inside that machinery, and then it's being put into this public trust database. Um, and what's happening inside Sidewalk, Sidewalk Labs' servers, we don't know. Um, so there's a, a pretty big security hole there, right? And Sidewalk Labs says, well, we're not going to, you know, release any um, information that could hurt people. Uh, they also interestingly said that um, they're going to um, not release data that is, I wish I had the quote, but they said something like, uh, any data that's um, commercially exploitable will not be released to the public. Uh, but where will it go? I don't know. I, I suspect it won't go to the recycle <laughs> I, bin. I, I would love to know what the what the rubric for not commercially exploitable is, because mm -hmm. it feels like, you know, advertisers are interested in just about every kind of data that exists about humans. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's that's one of the huge question marks that's still left. Right. Like and I think we talked about this uh, in episode three is that. Um, you know, the whole Sidewalk Labs story so far and continues to be uh, this idea that we can sort of whiz bang people into signing on to all of this. And there are a lot of really detailed, tough questions that haven't been answered and really aren't on the horizon, keep getting pushed back. And and it just seems that that's going to continue because, I mean, if that uh, podcast, City of the Future, is anything to go by, that's a, that's a house style there that's, that's in operation. It gets put through a PR blender communications blender and and not not a lot comes out the other end is it too much to ask that we get you know building condoms and modular pavement but like no weird in information state governance on top of it like can we just get the cool stuff apparently not no you can't have the cool <laughs> stuff you guys just elected john tory like no one is gonna pay for this shit unless it's a corporation that comes in and is gonna like um sell your like the blood to pay for it. My, my data organs. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, given that this is a, a mini-sode, we are uh, rapidly running out of time. Do we have any other fiery takes uh, to, to just throw out there on our way out? Well, it's, it sounds obvious to say it, but we listen to City of the Future, so you, you don't have to. So, 
So yeah, appreciate us. Well, I didn't listen to it, but they yep. did. Suckers. You definitely should not go on iTunes and rate City of the Future one star. You should not do that if you're listening to this podcast, which you will rate five stars. That would be so... Yes, if, you, if you're going to go to iTunes to rate a podcast, rate us five first, and then definitely don't go rate them one star, because that would be needlessly mean. That's it from us for now. Uh, we will be back. We, our plan for next week is quite epic. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. Not going to say exactly what it is yet, uh, but it it rhymes with schmeisschmeyance. Um, so just keep that in mind. Uh, thank you, Rosemary. Thank you, Rob. We'll be back with a proper one next week. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Two shorts. We were just getting rolling. Just getting rolling. Mm-hmm.